So Duncan has doubled down with Ben Affleck. They used him last year and paid him like $10 million to be in their commercial. So they decided to bring his friends in. How do you like them donuts? I'm so sorry. You had to see it, but I forgive you. We talked about this. Tom, you can stay. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In Province Petrano, here's Greg Matzik. Yep, I'm new here. It's okay. Vince will be back on Thursday. Mike Spaulding in. Greg Hill hanging out, as is Debbie Lazaga. Adam Roberts in the newsroom. Vinny taking part in his daughter's national cheer competition, which we talked about earlier, Mike. They won the national title. So congrats to Greendale High School for winning the game day live category of this national cheerleading championship in Orlando, Florida. I know a proud moment for Vinny and all the people who participated for Greendale High School, bringing a national championship back to the state of Wisconsin. Very cool stuff. So over the course of the last several months or so, we have uh, known that Jeff Wagner was going to retire and that things would shift a little bit here on WTMJ after Jeff and his quarter century of broadcasting, just an amazing Hall of Fame career. Uh, But we do have an announcement to make here on WTMJ that the next, I guess, phase of programming has been determined. Absolutely, Greg. This is something that we've heard from fans for quite a while. Jeff Wagner's final show was uh, December 15th, and since then, people have rightfully been asking, what does the next generation of WTMJ look like? And we're happy to announce that uh, this morning. Um, Before I get into the daily lineup, I I will say that you know, here at WTMJ, we take our role as not only Wisconsin's largest radio station, but also uh, Wisconsin's largest news talk station and news talk station of record very seriously. And with that in mind, we have made the decision to lean more heavily into what we do best, and that is deliver the news, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon, or as you'll soon hear, during the midday. So our opportunity here to to refocus on what WTMJ is and to really hone in on how do we serve Southeast Wisconsin? How do we serve our fans? How do we serve the entire state of Wisconsin best? And the decision was made to lean again more into news programming and a little bit more away from our talk side of what our split personality is in radio. So without further ado, the lineup for WTMJ starting on Monday, February 19th, will be as such. From 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., the Midwest Farm Report, hosted by Pam Yonke, will be coming to the WTMJ Airwaves for the first time. If you are an early morning broadcast listener, you've heard Pam hosting her show, the Midwest Farm Report, for several years now on stations across the state. And we're very happy to add her to the lineup here on WTMJ. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., despite what you're hearing today, Will still be Vince Vetrano and Eric Bilstad hosting Wisconsin's Morning News. From 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., you're going to start to see a shift a little bit. Steve Scafidi will still be rocking the airways at 9 a.m. He will be hosting a show that we've dubbed the Political Power Hour. If you listen to Steve at any point during the week, especially on Fridays, you've noticed he's had uh, Bill McCaution and Joe Zapecki on the show uh, for every Friday for the past several months, with a focus on local and national politics, we're taking that idea of that segment and expanding it to a 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. five-day-a-week show. So starting on 219, you'll hear Steve Scafidi diving deep into the world of politics with politicians, special guests, uh, exclusive interviews, journalists, people of the ilk who are in and around the political landscape 
as Wisconsin is such a uh, power player as we head into November. Coming up at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., the first new voice you'll be hearing here in the WTMJ studios at the Avenue, Jeff Sherman, will be hosting a show we've dubbed The Upswing, and it's going to be a look at the business climate across the state of Wisconsin. Not just business leaders, but taking a full 360-degree view at what business commerce looks like and how that ties into our everyday lives here in the state of Wisconsin. So that the upswing will be from 10 to 11. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., we talked a bit about uh, adding another touch point for news. Wisconsin's Midday News, hosted by Greg Matzik, and he'll be joined by Jessica Ty, formerly of CBS 58. Again, when we get back into the idea of what do we do best, and that's news programming, um, we had someone extremely talented right here in the studio and someone who I have uh, loved working with for the past eight years here in Greg. You've you've gone from specializing in the world of sports to broadening your horizons and diving into the news world. So from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., Greg Matzik will be uh, on your airways with Wisconsin's Midday News. From 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Monday through Friday, Kristen Bry will be joining the station. You've heard her a few times over the past uh, couple of weeks Joining the afternoon show, Greg, with you and John, um, talking about some of the bigger issues uh, in the state of Wisconsin. She will be exploring the state and spanning the state, if you would, by interviewing newsmakers. And when I mean newsmakers, I mean reporters, mayors, county executives from across the state of Wisconsin as we look to better serve the state of Wisconsin and and not just talk about stories that matter to what's going on and our fans across the state. It's going to be actually delving into how those stories are impacting the community. And with Kristen's work in the digital space and what she's been able to do with the Asgos Wisconsin brand and doing her own radio show for a while, uh, we wanted to give the opportunity to really kind of look across the state and connect with people who you may hear from a little bit here and there, but uh, really get behind the scenes on some of these stories. From 3 to 6, Wisconsin's afternoon news will continue to uh, be on the airwaves. John Recure will be your host for that show, as he has been since 2012. Joining him as the co-anchor for that show will be uh, Julia Fellow, formerly of TMJ4. We're very excited for the opportunity on that show to you know, deliver the headlines and interview the major newsmakers, but also be able to look a little bit deeper into the stories and use some of that investigative background from both Mercure and, and Julia Fellows' backgrounds to, to dive a little bit deeper into the news. From 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., Sandy Max will host What's on Tap. That will be her hour-long show that you've heard here since November, focusing on arts and culture and the intersection of how that uh, blends with our community across the state. So she will be on the air 6 to 7. 7 to 9 p.m., Brian Noonan will be your host of WTMJ at night. He's been the host of WTMJ nights for a while now, it'll be a refocus of that show a little bit to focus more on the news headlines told in a bit of an irreverent way. So we're very excited for this new lineup. I'm sure there will be tons of questions, and I'm super happy to answer them. But again, as we look into the next phase of WTMJ into what does audio look like, what does radio look like as we move through the mid-2020s and beyond, we wanted to lean again into our uh, our excellence and our ability to cover the news. So we're very excited for the new lineup on WTMJ. We hope you stay with us and and look forward to, to what we're going to be launching here on uh, 
Monday, February 19th. Yeah, a lot of new voices and, and new focus. And, and no, this is not the new morning show on WTMJ, Greg and Mike. Uh, at least I don't think it is, right? No, no, no. We thought <laughs> about good. it. We thought about it. Uh, yeah, no. Vinny out with his uh, family in Orlando and his daughter's cheer competition. Eric taking a much-deserved vacation. He'll be back uh, next week as well. And then we get off the ground and running here, February 19th, as you mentioned. So, uh, you know, the evolution of WTMJ is is coming. Yeah, absolutely. For a station that's been around for nearing 100 years, Um this is just the latest iteration of of what this station looks like. And if you look through our history, you can see how we have evolved to live with the times. And this is just going to be what that next evolution looks like. And just beyond what's going to be happening on the airways, which uh, will be a lot, we're also going to refocus in the digital space and what that looks like and be able to meet our fans where they are. So if you find your news via your phone, we want to be there for you. If you find your news via you know, the broadcast airwaves, we want to be there for you as well. If you find your news via YouTube, we're also there as well. So we're very excited. Well, every show is broadcast in so many different ways today, including on our live stream. You'll be able to continue to do that. Of course, a lot of podcasts as well. So uh, if you loved a particular show at a particular time and things are moving or the cast is changing a little bit, all good. Our podcast page is rich and will be developed as these shows get up and running. So very excited here. Good news. Absolutely. Fun stuff. Had a lot of fun last night watching the game. Celebrities, that was on your bingo card for watching the Super Bowl. They were everywhere in the commercials. Who hit and who missed? Garth Kramer is the creative director and partner at Belter and Lincoln. He is in studio. We'll go through the details after this. Come with me now. Twenty-six on WTMJ. The Super Bowl is a thing of the past, of course, and everybody talking about, of course, the commercials. Who hit? Who missed? We welcome in Garth Kramer. He is a partner and creative director at Belter in Lincoln. Welcome, Garth. Thank you for having me again. All right, so I, I, I was writing a list down during the course of the game yesterday. <laughs> so th- this list, and it's all sorts of str- chicken scratch here. Yeah are all the different celebrities who appeared in commercials next to the brand they were representing. And it started with Scarlett Johansson and Dan Marino and M&M's. You saw the same celebrity in multiple commercials. Tom Brady and Marino were all over the place. Yeah, Dan Marino. Who knew he was going to, like, 2024 was going to be his year? Right? (laughs) It's the closest he's come to a Super Bowl. He's got a great agent. (laughs) But let me ask you this. I mean, did some of the celebrity commercials miss, in your opinion, more than others hit? I say this all the time. You know, it's now become almost the price of entry just to have a celebrity in your spot. But what I what drives me nuts is when you just waste a celebrity, you don't use it uh, to the full effect. You know, I think BMW did a great job with the talking like walking like, OK, let's use the celebrity uh, in a way that is meaningful. But something like, you know, uh, the, the the nerds commercial where it's like you've got Addison Rae, but you're not really using the, her celebrity in a meaningful way. So. I like when they can leverage that celebrity in a way that means something. Okay, so there was, I'll play the Christopher Walken commercial, or at least a portion of it, because he played a starring role, but the use of a cameo by Usher was also, I think, effective in that role. Nice ride. It's the real deal. 100%. Electric. It's the real deal. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy your coffee. Careful, it's hot. Thanks. 
Your dog's so cute. Mm, yeah. Ooh, so adorable. Yeah, wow. Right. We both know it's the man. Makes the clothes. Come on. You know, you look nice. Okay, we done? That's my favorite. Okay, we done? So there are people who are impersonating Christopher Walken, and he's just sort of playing it off and, and kind of laughing about it. But the idea is that the BMW electric vehicle is the real deal, and there's only one Christopher yeah. Walken. Oh. There's only one Christopher Walken and only one ultimate driving machine. All right, so I get the message. It connected well. Then Usher was used as a cameo. This hit the mark for me. Yeah, I, I thought this was a great use of celebrity and... You know, when this came out, amongst the other 50 commercials that were pre-released, it didn't, the, the Usher part didn't hit quite as effectively as during the game when it's like, oh yeah, he does have to go somewhere, he has to be ready for the halftime show. So it was a little uh, weird when I they pre-released that, that use of, of Christopher Walken was really smart. I thought this was maybe the most expensive commercial of the night. Uh, flat on the track. What up, bro? The Boston Massacre! The Kings. Touchdown, Tommy on them keys! Player coach! Got it. I'm open! And needs no introduction, my partner! Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were gonna support me. So Duncan has doubled down with Ben Affleck. They used him last year and paid him like $10 million to be in their commercial. So they decided to bring his friends in. How do you like them donuts? I'm so sorry. You had to see it, but I forgive you. We talked about this. Tom? You can stay. You remember when I told you I'd do anything for you? This is anything. Chill. They're naming a drink after us. All right, so they got Tom Brady, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, J-Lo, Fat Joe. That's yeah. five celebrity. That's an expensive commercial. It is, but I would say universally across the board, um, that was probably the most loved commercial. That's where the buzz is. There's lots of varying opinions, but I think that one kind of universally across the board was at the top of people's lists. I didn't quite get Mr. T trying to explain how to spell Skechers and that there is no T, right? <laughs> Mr. T doing it makes sense, but... That, that was my big takeaway. Skechers doesn't have a T in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was a little bit forced and was like, also, wh when's the last time you saw Mr. T anywhere? So I guess, you know, it's the, you're always going to have a little uh, celebrity and nostalgia built into these. But um, that was a little weird, little kind of off center for me. Others that stood out to me. I, this was my personal favorite, if I'm being honest. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Cut. Hey, Arnold. I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor. That's what I said. Neighbor. 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 Hey, let's go again. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Cut. Neighbor. Still no. Neighbor. A little bit more concealer. Hey, Arnold. He's got a bit of a script change. Script change? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like, like a, a good, good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah, so cue Danny DeVito to save the day because Arnold Schwarzenegger can't pronounce neighbor the way it's supposed to be pronounced. But this was like a, a minute and a half. This was like a movie trailer. You want to talk about an expensive commercial. They want the next level here with State Farm. Yeah, and if you're going to do it, again, if you're going to use a celebrity, let's use it to the most effective uh, way you can. And Arnold, we know him for big budget movies. We know... Everybody knows his accent. You're using him in a way that's meaningful. And then the little, fun little like twins cameo with Danny DeVito at the end, I think, was a nice little punch, a little button on the end of it. 
Are there others that are standing out in your mind or have the majority just sort of filtered out of your mind? <laughs> well, there are so many, yeah, that they kind of float around. But one of the ones I, I previewed kind of before this was the Pluto TV couch potato one. I thought that was hilarious. Really well put together story. Um, I really liked um, I liked that Etsy uh, commercial with the the gift back to France. Again, I thought that was like that was one where we didn't use celebrity and it was just it was a good concept. Um, so I thought that was and it really leveraged Etsy's uh, value. You know, this this is a place where you can find hard to find unique gifts for people that you can't find anywhere else. So it kind of sold the product within the ad. So I, I know it, it dollars tend to tell this story, but placement, first half, second half, right after the halftime show, before, what do you do here? It, the ideal placement for a commercial in the most watched program of the, in the world on a given night, what's the best placement? Safest placement is in that first quarter. You know people are still excited, they're still engaged, they're probably watching for um, the, the commercials, they haven't been distracted or tired. The game is still kind of up in the air, so people are still engaged. If you have a game like you did today and you kind of gamble on that fourth quarter or even put in a, a, a potential overtime, those advertisers took that gamble and, and it paid off. But the safest bet is that first quarter. So I, there's a lot of winners and losers, and it's all you know uh, up to you to decide what was a winner and what was a loser. So somebody on the text line saying, E-Trade, I love the E-Trade babies, and for years I thought they had some of the funniest commercials. Well, they show up in the losers column here, according to CNN. Here's what they had to say. The company's trademark babies are now toddlers playing pickleball. It feels like time for this campaign to grow up. Well, that was kind of a harsh. Yeah, I think much of much of Hollywood is like this, where it's just like there's no new ideas. Everybody just wants to rehash the same old thing. It's a safe bet. Uh, yeah, they the same thing with T-Mobile. If I see Zach Braff and Donald Faison again, like I feel like more people know them now for these commercials than they do for Scrubs. Um, it's just kind of recycling the same old thing, and those I get a little bit tired of. You know, one that stood out to me because he recently passed was Carl Weathers in the FanDuel commercial, right? And and I think they, at the end of the commercial, even had a, a little tribute to Carl Carl Weathers. They put up a picture in, in, in the years of his life. He passed away uh, about a week ago, of course, known as Apollo Creed and other things in Hollywood. But he appeared in a FanDuel ad alongside Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, when we saw that at the party that I was at, when we saw that, we were kind of like raised eyebrow. And then I guess when they had the little tribute at the end, it, it was kind of um, brought it around a little bit. But it was a little bit weird using Carl Weathers in such a commercial way, um, you know, so soon after his passing. I guess they handled it as well as they could if they were going to run it. That's a really difficult decision, isn't it? Yeah. Right, because that commercial's done, it's loaded, it's paid for, it's in, and you got 30 seconds. Do you edit it out? Do you not have them there? I, like, that's a, a right. really tough decision. Right, there's a lot of production things involved, and yeah, I, I think uh, they handled the best way they could if they were going to just go ahead and run it. So, uh, But yeah, that's a tricky one. Celebrities left and right. All the commercials are available in some longer versions, too, 
uh, on YouTube. You can find them very easily. I, I see that Duncan is actually selling the Dunk King's tracksuits today. <laughs> yeah. So they are doubling down, and trying to get a little more mileage. a lot of them, I bet. Yes, yeah, so starting at, uh, I think, 11 a.m. Eastern time. So, yes, that is a way to extend now via social media your Super Bowl advertising campaign. Garth, appreciate your time. Thank you. Always fun. Garth Kramer joining us. He is a creative director and partner at Belter in Lincoln. It's 837 on WTMJ. Greg Madsen and Mike Spaulding with you. It's Wisconsin's Morning News on a Monday. Spaulding, remember when you asked me to do Wisconsin's Morning News and then I was nine minutes late getting to the news at 830? Uh, I do remember that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know we we'll had talk that. talk about it so off I, the air. <laughs> it's my mistake. <laughs> Uh, in for Vinny for the next couple of days, and with good reason. So Vince Vitrano is with his family in Orlando. And before Sunday's big game, there was another national title earned by a Wisconsin school. So congratulations to Greendale High School. So they won the national championship in the game day live division of the National High School Cheerleading Championships. This taking place at the ESPN Wide World of Sports in Walt Disney World. Second place, silver medallion is Independence High School. So big time congratulations. They won their division, the Game Day Live division. Got second a year ago, ended up winning it this year. More than three dozen band members, about two dozen cheerleaders combined to make up the team, including Olivia Vitrano, and of course, proud dad was right there to put a microphone in her face after the win. Everyone was just so excited. I don't think I've ever yelled that loud in my my entire life. Like all the stunts hit and I was just like, oh my God, like we could do this. And then we all just like started crying. Like we were so excited, like so antsy, like could not sit still. Like it was so exciting. So really cool stuff. So their portion of the competition is done. The competition, however, does continue today. But they get a chance to sort of hang out and do Disney. This is a big deal. I mean, this is the premier cheerleaders competition in the nation. The most prestigious high school national championship in the country. 40 years of history. And Greendale is able to win it after finishing second last year. So congratulations to Vince and daughter Olivia and the entire team at Greendale High School. Hope you enjoy the rest of your trip. It's 847 on WTMJ. Eight fifty one on WTMJ. Greg Matzik and Mike Spaulding with you rounding out the program here. So did you take part in the Taylor Swift Super Bowl prop bet? You know that yeah. I did. <laughs> Of course you did. Why wouldn't you have? So I, there was like 15 different prop bets all associating Taylor Swift from would she be able to get to the game on time, which she did, to would she give Travis Kelsey a kiss on the field after the game, which she did. So we went through, you and I, before the game, and we decided to go through yes or no, where did Taylor Swift fit on the world of prop bets? Are you ready to go through it? Let's do it. So will Swift be shown on camera at least six times during the game? I answered yes to this question. I counted seven. I counted eight. You counted eight? So either way. I it certainly may have missed one. I, I waited from kickoff to zeros on the clock. That's where I went So to. nothing pregame. So I may have missed one. But yes, I think I may have stopped counting after seven. So we got a point there. 
Will Swift make it to the Super Bowl on time for kickoff? We both answered yes. So I, we were all tipped off on this because the U.S. Embassy actually had a conversation about it and said, yes, she'll be able to make it from her concert in Japan to the Super Bowl. She should have plenty of time. So, yes. Will she be wearing a Kelsey jersey? I answered no to this, and she was not wearing a Kelsey jersey. I answered yes. I thought for sure it's going to be warm. It's kind of the the all-American move, right? You wear your boyfriend's jersey at the game. I was wrong. Will Swift be shown singing along with an actual anthem? I said no. Easy no. She was singing along to America the Beautiful, however, if you noticed that. But that wasn't the question. Will Travis Kelsey make Swift's famous heart hands after scoring a touchdown? I said no. He did not score a touchdown, so that was an easy no. He didn't have to dig too far back to find the answer to that. Will Swift be shown hugging Kelsey's mom during the game? I said yes. I did not see that, however. I said yes, too. Didn't see it. Now, there were some times where she was sort of huddled over in a group and, and hugging someone or something or group kind of bunched over. But she had a lot of famous friends with her. She didn't have time for Travis's mom during the game. <laughs> Will Swift hug Brittany Mahomes after a Chiefs touchdown? Yes, Brittany was right there. There was like the, the side hug thing going on. That's what I saw. So I think that was a yes officially. We're counting that? Or we're counting those, the side hugs? I think so. Okay. All right. Um, did the broadcasters mention a Swift lyric at least three times? I don't think so, but I'm admittedly no. not hip enough to know the answer to that question. I don't think they did. I, I, no, there's no way Jim Nance knows three Taylor Swift lyrics. Swift did not appear in a Super Bowl commercial. We got that correct. Did Kelsey quote a Swift song after the game during any of his post-game during the broadcast? I did not see or hear that. I don't think so. Will the Super Bowl MVP mention Swift in his speech? Patrick Mahomes did not. And Swift was not holding the Lombardi trophy. Did she get a Gatorade shower? No. Did she kiss Travis Kelsey on the field after the game? Yes. yes. And the cameras were there to catch it. Of course they were. So congratulations if you played along with the Taylor Swift Super Bowl Profits. She's at the parade, do you think, next week or whenever they're going to do it in Kansas oh, City? Question. You think so? On on the bus, like on top of one of the buses, drinking champagne or throwing beers or whatever? Yeah. She was chugging a beer at the game. Yeah, that she ended did. up on the Jumbotron. It was the most relatable I think she's been ever right yes, there. Yeah, absolutely. Good question on the uh, parade thing, though. It's 854. We'll wrap it up after this. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. That's about it here. Monday is Wisconsin's morning news is in the book. Steve Scafidi will be in. That wraps things up. And Mike Spaulding and I do not have the Super Bowl flu. No, full day of work here today. Full, at, at least a full day of work. We're working extra hard for the people that uh, couldn't make it in. Yes, uh, so 22 million Americans will not go to work today or will go in late. 45 million admit they will not be as productive as usual because of a later-than-usual night. But the game was over, central time, by 9.30, and that includes going to overtime. Yeah, like, I, I just don't understand. Like, you eat too much the night before? I guess maybe you're you... eating or drinking a little too much. You're out of routine, maybe. I don't know. Our kids were up a little later because the game was interesting. So we all stayed up and watched. We had fun. They now know what Super Bowl squares means. Set the coffee pot like 10 minutes early. Yeah, all you know? good. Like, come on. Uh, I would not trade the day after the Super Bowl for any of the big boy holidays that we usually get off. I'm with you. I will contend that opening day. I'll, I'll supply the thought that that should be a... I would oh, just, just take that day off. I would like that. That'd be fun. And it also it lands on kind of random days of the week sometimes, too, which is which is fun. It does. Yeah, well, that's all right. Uh, I'm down for that. I, you know what? I like being at work after days where big things happen. Like, I feel like if you weren't 
at work the day after the Super Bowl, you have a bunch of Super Bowl thoughts, but you can't share them with anybody because you're just sitting at home. I like coming to work on. Days yeah, it kind of feels out of stuff. date on Tuesday, right? If you try and get to it on the Tuesday after. Yeah, no one wants to talk about it on Tuesday, no, unless you're it. a Kansas City Chiefs fan and you're planning a parade or something like that. But yeah, nah. Well, I will be back tomorrow on Wisconsin's Morning News. Vinny's out for a couple of days. Eric, a well-deserved vacation. We will not talk a lot about the Super Bowl on Tuesday's program. I can assure you that. We will, however, have the news coming up here at 9 o'clock. Steve Scafidi in with his program coming up after that. Enjoy the rest of your day here on WTMJ.